0: Hey mama, and welcome to episode 2 of Moms with Moms. If you don't have your coffee cup ready, you better go get it, because we're about to get some real dirty talk about the hospital. If you're new here, this is my channel, Moms with Moms. Moms offering mom support with moms on microphones. As you can see, today I don't have a visitor, so we're going to talk about my own personal experience with the hospital. Going into the hospital, I am a over-planner and an over-packer, always. So I packed my bag a month before and kept packing it and checking it every day leading up to it. I ended up having a big, huge-sized duffel bag and a book bag and another carry-on, like carry-sized bag. When we were walking to the hospital, I could tell that my boyfriend was very irritated with me uh, because we had way too much. Um, I can now say that we did have way too much. I did not need everything in there, but we'll get to that later on in the story and I'll tell you what you should pack and what you absolutely don't need. I was nervous as anybody would be. Um, We did have a schedule C-section due to some health issues. I did not want to have a traumatic experience with my birth process. I looked at a lot of research and a lot of stuff that we decided that for Our family having a planned C-section was actually better, um, and I am glad we went down that route. When we got to the hospital, um, I was a little bit nervous. I was able to have my boyfriend with me, and then I could have another support person. In the beginning, it was my aunt and my mom, and both of them were switching off until we went into the room for the C-section. When we actually did the C-section, the only person allowed in there was my actual boyfriend. Um, I could only have one person. Uh, Mom, if you're watching, I apologize in advance. I'm actually really glad that I didn't have my mom in there with me and that I only had my boyfriend. My mom is a great form of support, but in circumstances like that, my mom tends to give me a lot of stress and a lot of pressure. Um, She came into the room when the doctors had to ask all the fun questions before the C-section and my mom was just asking the doctor way too many questions and I know she means well, but she sent me down um, spiraling of all of this. I'm an overthinker, so when you ask questions and the doctor says this, it's like, wait a minute, why are you asking this? So having just my boyfriend present was great. It was freezing, I will say that. Um, I was so unbelievably clo- cold. It was May, so it was a little bit cold anyway, and hospitals are typically cold, but it just was really uncomfortably cold. And when you're pregnant, you're usually not cold because you're just carrying extra weight, so you're hot and sweaty. Um, I was not in the hospital. Uh, we were walking to the actual room and the girl never put the socks on me, so I was walking on the hospital floor with no socks on and no shoes. I didn't know that this wasn't normal, so when we actually get to the room, uh, the doctor was like, "Um, put some socks on her then they sit you on the table and they kind of talk to you and and again I was freezing and I was shaking. I don't know if it was the nerves or if it was really that cold or if it was a mixture of both. Um, Our anesthesiologist was absolutely amazing. She talked to me the whole way through because I asked her to tell me everything that was happening as we were. She also took pictures for us and it happened like this. My boyfriend came in, held my hand, and within five seconds the baby was crying. Afterwards, they brought me into a room. We kind of hung out and chilled for a little bit. And then they brought the baby to me and they did skin to skin. I don't know if everybody experienced this. I know a lot of people did. I had the chills and my body was shaking uncontrollably. It wasn't bad, but like I was just like this um, for a while. I would think that that was probably one of the, I wouldn't say the most stressful, but it was just very uncomfortable because I just wanted to hold my baby and I felt that I was gonna drop him because of how shaky I was. And then I had to nurse him right away, which my breastfeeding journey was a little bit easier in the beginning. So from right then in that moment, it was easy. He latched on, it was fun. Then we get to the room. And there's so many people who just touch you for hours in all of the places. So you get real, real comfortable with your nurses. And one of the big things that they want you to do is they do want you to go to the bathroom. So our nurse came in and she was really, really nice. And she was like, hey, we're going to get you to get up and walk. When they tell you that it's difficult to walk and that you need someone to help, don't be independent and don't act like you can do it because you can't. I'm just going to tell you bottom line, you can't. So the lovely nurse helped me. She walked me to the bathroom and the amount of blood that comes out is very scary. <laughs> and the amount of pain that you have is just really uncomfortable. So that was that type of experience. I was not expecting that even though I read everything. It wasn't it wasn't like It wasn't bad but it just wasn't what i was expecting even though i read so just be prepared for that in the next couple of days you still still need help getting up and getting down my boyfriend was phenomenal so you if you have not gotten close or comfortable with your boyfriend or your husband or whoever is going to help you in the hospital if it's not one of the nurses get ready to get comfortable with you because they are going to have to pull your underwear off they're gonna have to change that bloody pad for you they're gonna have to wipe you down there and they're gonna really have to clean you up and if you are not ready for them to see you you better get comfortable those nurses because they're gonna get up in there i overpacked with clothes i think the first two days i stayed in my button-up nightgown onesie whatever it was just because i was one i was so tired um two i was not in a lot of pain because i was heavily medicated but I just couldn't move and I wasn't comfortable enough to move so I did not need different pjs for every single night I could have stayed in just my pjs every day also so the pjs I probably wore maybe two pairs of pjs the whole time I was there the nightgowns I kind of worn them throughout the day as well uh, if you do plan on breastfeeding I do suggest getting the ones that unbutton or the ones that you can just kind of pop the baby out Um, I ended up getting really comfortable. There's so many people that come in and out of your, your room at the hospital the whole entire time that you're there. So at one point, I just finally, people were coming in and I stopped covering my boobs because it was more of a hassle to cover my boobs to make sure that the baby was not covered. And I just ended up saying, yep, I'm breastfeeding, come on in. My dad actually came in twice and every time he came in, I was feeding. So that was great thing that I wasn't really expecting I knew walking into it that I wanted to try breastfeeding but I wasn't stuck on breastfeeding my baby just needed to be fed and that was my biggest thing but I really wanted to breastfeed my baby that was hard I'm gonna save that whole conversation for another story this is just about the hospital experience so what I will say about that is when I told the hospital that I was going to breastfeed the hospital's breastfeeding hospital which means they 100% support that. They really wanna help a mom be as successful as possible. So they have lactation consultants that are available day through Friday. I don't remember if they have them on the weekends, but I saw a lactation consultant every single day. So I will say definitely advocate for yourself. If you're struggling and you're having a hard time, ask for help, Are really great. The nurses are also great too. So if a lactation consultant wasn't available, they were able to kind of help me one of the downsides with that however is towards the end of our stay I was having a hard time getting him to latch and I was concerned because he wasn't eating and I kept bringing the concern up to the nurse and the nurse was like oh nope he's fine colostrum he doesn't need that much he's fine he's fine trust your mom gut I kept saying that I just didn't feel right and I kept telling my boyfriend that his cries were just different and they seemed weaker and he just wasn't himself so I waited until the nurse transition came in and then when the nurse came I asked her if she could help me get him to latch and when she went to help she was like has he been jittery all night and have you noticed this and I said well no I just thought it was because it was chilly because again the hospital's cold and they ended up checking his blood sugar and his blood sugar had dropped significantly so we had to give him formula and supplement him with formula I bring this up because I wasn't expecting this as a first-time mom I did not know all of these things could happen and it was extremely overwhelming we were also supposed to go home that day and as much as I wanted to go home I don't think I was ready to go home I wanted to sleep but at that point I was nervous that there was something wrong with my child and then my mom came and as I mentioned earlier she's The one who asks the questions and gets me nervous, uh, she said, he's a little bit yellow. Did they test him for jaundice? And I looked at her and I'm like, I don't know. Uh, So the nurse came in, the nurse also mentioned jaundice and the doctor came in and the doctor was like, nope, like we're not concerned. It may have just been because his blood sugar dropped. Thankfully, we went to a doctor's office that is open on Saturdays and Sundays. So we went home on a Friday and we went back to the doctor's Saturday so i will say if you go to a breastfeeding hospital and your sole purpose and goal is to just breastfeed your baby use them and help have them help support you but don't be so hard on yourself if you can't do it it's okay if you can't and then the second thing i would have to say is the hospital itself i don't think anybody told me beforehand you are going to get no sleep Yes. Having a baby you're gonna get no sleep anyways. At the hospital you're not sleeping. You're gonna be checked every hour. Your baby's gonna be checked every hour for this first couple of days. So when you start to doze off, guess what? Somebody's knocking on the door coming right back in. And when they check you, if, I don't know about um, natural birth, but if you have a c-section, They have to push on your stomach. They have to, like, check all of these parts of your body. So you're not going to go back to sleep after that. You're just going to be like, well, you just touched me and poked me everywhere, so now I'm awake. And by the time you fall back asleep, they're coming back in. And they're like, oh, yep, you got to feed your baby, too, by the way. So you'll have no sleep. You're going to be running on fumes. I will say, too, we did have a social worker who did come in. She only came in once. I do kind of feel like that was not enough. I think that with all of the things, especially first time moms, I think a social worker should be coming in and checking in every single day. That's something that I wasn't expecting at all. Thought that there would be some more of the mental health support there. I do think that might've been some of the reasons of why maybe I struggled later on with some postpartum depression, because I think that I didn't have enough support getting checked on my mental health wise. I had enough support with like my family and the nurses and everything. But I think if someone just came in to check on me mentally, um that would have been nice cuz i was physically exhausted mentally exhausted i probably was too but physically i was just drained now we're going to get into the packing and how i overpacked a lot i also bought these really cute bags on amazon now my boyfriend says they were not worth it they were 100% worth it i'm a very organized person I also was very uncomfortable so when people had to go and help me all I had to say is find the bag labeled this because I packed everything accordingly to make it easier for everybody else I will actually post the link and I will do it on my Instagram page so you can find the link on my Instagram page and I'll go into detail of that so one of the things that I think that I overpacked with was underwear I didn't wear any of my own underwear until I think even after coming home you're gonna want to wear adult diapers just the amount of bleeding that you have forget your underwear there's no point in wearing it when you're when you start to lessen the bleeding then I would say it's probably okay to kind of just wear pads but don't pack underwear don't do it on top of the pajamas that I packed every single night i did not wear pajamas every single night i wore the same nightgown as i said two days in a row so you don't need to pack pajamas for every night and i packed clothes like outfits they were just sweatpants but i packed outfits for every single day as well i also didn't wear any of those until the day that i was going home so i would suggest looking into that and then for the baby's outfits we I don't think we put him in any outfit until the day that we left we did put him in like pajamas and kept him in like pajamas and stuff like that because it was really chilly but I also wouldn't suggest bringing baby clothes unless you want to do that it's just it's more tedious to undress him and have them check him and everything Um, and You don't know what size your baby's gonna be. I do suggest bringing a newborn size, a preemie size, and then maybe like a one month old size just because your baby could be a certain size. What else did I overpack? Don't bring diapers, don't bring wipes. I didn't bring those, but, excuse me, definitely don't bring those. Mm. Socks. Uh, I would suggest packing a couple pair of socks. If the hospital doesn't give you the compression socks, you can ask for those. I did change the socks later at night when I got uncomfortable with compression socks. But I definitely suggest packing socks, slippers. I definitely wear my slippers, water shoes to go shower with, your shower supplies. Those are the things that I definitely think that you should pack. And again just be prepared not to sleep. We actually had no visitors besides my mom, my aunt, my dad, and my um, stepmom to come to the hospital. So like no aunts, no uncles, no friends. Our personal opinion, it was something that we wanted just because of our personal boundaries and it really kind of was great for us. It was a very vulnerable place for me. I was very tired. I was very stressed out and I think that if I had family members or friends come, it's not that they would stress me out, but I would feel like I've had to entertain them. And there were moments where I would nod off a little bit if I knew someone else was in the room with me, besides like my boyfriend. So I think that if my friends or my family were there that weren't immediate, I wouldn't have been able to nod off. Uh, So again, really kind of have those discussions about what your boundaries are, what your comfort level is. And if you are doing a natural birth, I really do suggest doing a birthing plan Just because of the route that we did, we didn't actually have a written in stone birth plan, but from many of my friends, they have had birth plans and they really said that that was helpful to them. So I hope this was helpful for you and I hope that it covered some of the questions or some of the worries and concerns that you had. Again, the information that I gave you is just my personal opinion and my personal experience. So this could be different from other people. Again, my show is Moms with Moms. So talk to as many moms as you possibly can about your thoughts of um, your birth process and going to the hospital. And as always, if this is something that you enjoyed and you wanna continue following for more tips and more tricks of pregnancy, parenthood, and postpartum, then please subscribe and like, And If you want to watch daily reels and get some more tips and tricks on my Instagram page, then you can follow right here. If you don't have Instagram, everything that I post on Instagram, I do try to put on the Facebook page, and that's right here. And if you want to be on the channel, I do have Zooms and I like to do Zooms as well. Please reach out to me. You can either DM me or you can um, message me on Facebook, whatever is easier. And if you don't wanna be on the show, but you have tips and tricks or a story that you'd like to share, you can also DM me or message me on Facebook and I can send your information and talk about it on the po- on the program. Um, but I won't use your name if you wanna remain anonymous. And I am in the New York State area, so if you would like to come in person and do the show, also DM me or Facebook me and we can kind of talk about and try to set up something there. But I look forward to either connecting with you in person, connecting with you through DMs or Facebook, or seeing you in our next episode next week on episode three. I don't know what else to say. Thank you for joining me for another best event session of talking about all taboos with pregnancy, postpartum, and parenthood. And I hope that this whole lovely cup that I didn't drink at all. I hope you were at least able to enjoy your coffee and that you have a great day and you continue to be a mom. Any suggestions or anything that you would like to have covered or talked about, comment below and maybe you'll see it. Bye, (laughs) (laughs) bestie.